2: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Covering Boston sports and beyond, we're back to Christian Arcand on WEEI.
0: Berrios loops out of the backfield. Rush is coming. Wilson intercepted. Picked off by Bentley. And he's tackled at the 40. Zach Wilson turns it over on a third and two. Bootleg, Wilson has the time but doesn't like what he sees downfield. And now it's picked off. Intercepted along the sideline by the veteran Devin McCourty. Rush coming. Wilson gets out of the pocket, trying to set himself. Wilson flicks it downfield and it's intercepted. Picked off once again. McCordy. Number three for Zach Wilson. He had four interceptions week two of last season against the Pats.
1: Our number two here, Sports Radio, WEEI. It's Christian Arcand. In my maiden voyage uh, here on this Saturday... Normally, you're going to be hearing me Saturdays uh, starting right now, starting at 1 and going until 4, but today we got BC football, so you got me from 12 to 2. We got one more hour here, and of course, phone lines open at 617-779-7937. By the way, if you're hearing me for the first time, you can follow me on Twitter at Christian Arkand. I don't know why I stuttered on my own name there, but at Christian uh Very easy to spot. Um, I It's just, just my name. That's it. So go ahead and follow me there if you're uh, not already. And... Um, we got uh, Mike Dusso of Patriots.com who will be joining the show at 1.30. Uh, Deuce, who you hear all the time if you're on uh, Patriots.com, you see him and uh, read him and hear him over there pre- and post-game. I worked with him a bunch of times, great guy, uh, very knowledgeable. He's got a lot to say about this game. So uh, we'll be talking with him in about a half an hour. In the meantime, we'll get to your phone calls in just a moment. But I wanted to talk about Zach Wilson, who you just heard in that uh, open there. Uh, t- giving the game away. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what he did. It was his worst game of the year by far. Uh, the only one of two games that he's thrown any interceptions in. People talk about him like he's this train wreck, and he is. But he had three interceptions in that game. And the opener against Pittsburgh, they uh, won that game twenty-four to twenty. He had two t- interceptions in that game and one touchdown. He also had two touchdowns against the Patriots, by the way. Uh, but the three interceptions is what we remember. He had a pick and two, or a touchdown and two picks against Pittsburgh, week one. And um, or not week one, October 2nd, his first week that he played. And that's it. Those are the only two games he's thrown interceptions in. Now, in the other games where he hasn't thrown interceptions, he hasn't been great. He did throw one touchdown against Buffalo and uh, no picks there in games against Denver, Green Bay and Miami. He had no touchdowns and no interceptions. All of those games were wins. What does that tell you? It tells you that if they're going to win games, this Jets team, they're going to do it in spite of Zach Wilson. They're going to do it with Wilson uh, not doing too much out there, and certainly not throwing balls up for grabs like he did against the Patriots over and over again, in very weird situations too. Like Zach Wilson, whatever you think about him, he's a tough guy to bring down. Like he'll he'll get away from that uh, from that pressure. He was really I th- I was impressed. Like he was. Even Judon, uh, Uche, and everybody who's been Dietrich-wise, like all these guys who are having good years, uh, couldn't get to him in that game. I think he only got sacked twice, but, I mean, they were chasing him all over the place, and he's very good at getting away. But then he'd get away, give himself like a couple of seconds to look downfield, and instead of just throwing it out of bounds since he's way out of the tackles, he just lightly would toss it to Devin McCourty. (laughs) I've never seen anything like that before. I've never seen anyone work so hard to avoid getting sacked, run all over the play, he's Barry Sanders, running around left to right, finally getting some breathing room, and then just looking right at the safety and just throwing a nice soft pass right into his waiting hands. Like, that happened twice in that game. It was unbelievable. And I just, I watched that, and I know what you're thinking. Now, well, Arkan, how how can you pick him? How can you pick that guy? How can you be picking the Jets and that guy to beat the Patriots? Because... Of what happened the week after, and what's happened in other weeks, and why I just think that was such a weird anomaly. It's hard for me to it's hard for me to believe that that sort of thing's going to happen again. Not to mention Wilson's demeanor. I'll tell you, uh, on Friday, which was yesterday, uh, Megan Adelini had a great segment. It was about uh, Zach Wilson and is he or is he not the biggest douche that the Patriots will face at quarterback this year. And I think we all agreed that it's going to be tough to top that. It's going to be tough to top Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's got a headband, which I mean, right there, you got a headband on you. You're already, you're already a couple laps ahead in the douche race. Um, he uh, also, you know, has that whole thing about. Remember that whole story about his friends? Mom? I don't know if that if that puts him in the douche category or whatever. But I think people just are sort of turned off by his general demeanor, right? You know, that's something. But I'll tell you what. When he asked that reporter, why'd you turn down the coaching job? I thought that was funny. <laughs> like, I thought that was a good line. Oh, no. I did. I did? Why'd you turn down a coaching position? Who <laughs> <laughs> told you that. <laughs> 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 well, it's like, not a bad line. The little mocking ha-ha at the end, too. Yeah. Like, not a bad retort. I'm not saying that makes him cool. I'm just saying that wasn't, like, the douchiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh was a little douchey, I'll admit. But, like, what'd you turn down a coaching job for then? You know? Like, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good singer. I'm not gonna, you know, like I'll do credit where credit's due. Um, but he was—he's was cocky, borderline cocky after a game where he threw three interceptions, which I think just sort of speaks to his prayer. That's why people don't like him. He's just inherently confident, you know. He just uh, no matter what he does, he's ah no big deal. I'll get him next time. But the thing is, he did get him next time.
0: Yeah, we'll have these guys in two weeks.
1: That's yeah, okay. We'll see him again. You know, that was what you saw out there. It was a flu. He threw for 355 yards in that game, by the way. Okay, so those three interceptions were hideous. Like, really, really ugly. But he threw for more yards than I think Mac Jones has thrown for in any three games this year. I know that's not right, but bear with me, right? Like, I'm exaggerating. But, you know, like that. that's sort of what I mean. That's sort of what I mean. There's it's You watch him and you sort of think, man, if he can figure, it's like Josh Allen kind of. He can figure it out. There's something there. You know, if he stops doing that, there's something there. He stops making the dumbest throws I've ever seen in my life when he could just throw the ball out of bounds, which is what I think he was trying to do in the first place. You know, maybe there's something there. With Mac, it's different. With Mac, you already know there's something there. And you just haven't seen it this year. With Wilson, you sort of feel like, "Oh, maybe it's coming, maybe not. We'll see if this kid can get out of his own way." And I'm not necessarily sure that. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to go out and kill the Patriots and throw, you know, four touchdowns and 400 yards in this game tomorrow, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that he's capable of that. He can throw for yards. He threw for yards against the Patriots last time, but I don't think that that's sort of what we're going to see in terms of the game plan. I think we're they're going to tell Zach Wilson to do what they do every time they've won a game he's played in, and that is could you just not be ridiculous? Can you not uh, chuck the ball all over the place? Can you take care of it and maybe only throw it about, you know, 17, 18 times? And we'll win the game that way. Because I think they can beat the Patriots that way. I do. You know, I just think that they're just a little bit crisper. And I also think that they have momentum that the Patriots don't have uh, coming off a win over Buffalo in a bye week. And I also think they have the added incentive of wanting to show that that game uh, at MetLife Stadium three weeks ago was a fluke. Whereas the Patriots are trying to show, yeah, we can do that again. Even though they haven't really shown that offensively, they can get back to that spot or go go beyond it. I think that's the the biggest difference. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's the phone number. Uh, let's take a call here. Tim is in Hanover. How you doing, Tim?
0: Christian, yep. I just popped in my truck. I heard your take on uh, right before the break. I loved everything that came out of your mouth, man. I'm glad you're here on the show or back on the show, whatever it was. I never heard you before, but I loved it all. I want to talk about Mac. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that this team can gel finally to give this kid the time. Let me tell you, a lot of these Patriots fans, they don't really know much about quarterbacks, obviously, because you know what? The majority of the quarterbacks, if you watched last weekend alone, you would have learned something like Dax, uh, Dax uh, Prescott, okay, yep. uh, Josh Allen, Kirk, Coven- Kirk Cousins, and one other quarterback I had in my head a second ago, but I forgot. They all threw two picks, and they were all detrimental to their team, except for Cousins. He, he lucked out. But these quarterbacks, they're all experienced guys. They're quality quarterbacks, and, all they- and then they threw bad, bad picks. Well, they, they crucify Max because he hasn't had the protection and the time to do what he's had to do. This kid's a quality quarterback. And I'll tell you what, the Pats fans, if they're not careful for what they wish for, and they do, and Bill does trade this guy, maybe this kid will wind up with Josh Allen. He's got elite players on that team, and that team will be solid next next year, and they won't want to have Carr because Carr's an average quarterback. I hope they win this game and it won't be a cakewalk. I think it's going to be a very tough game, and if everyone plays right, they can beat this team.
1: Yeah, Tim, thanks for the call, and thanks for what you said. That was nice of you to say. I think that they certainly are capable of winning this game. I don't think this is some no-brainer, Jets are you know, so much better than you, you have no chance. Like, you know, I thought we all thought with the Patriots and the Bills last year when they couldn't even, you know, compel them to punt once in two games. No one's, no one's saying that. I'm certainly not saying that. I think the Jets uh, have momentum. I think they have a defense that's just a little bit better than yours, not a lot better, uh, but I think that they have more playmakers in their secondary than you do. I just do. Um, I think up front there is maybe they don't have a jude on, but they have a bunch of guys who I think are uh, are really playing well. And anybody who watches this Jets team, it's hard to it's hard to just ignore that. You know, it's hard to ignore what you're seeing with that defense. They have been tremendous this year. And the Patriots have also been very good on defense, except when they're playing really good quarterbacks. You know, like that's and that's my fear about this team and why I'm still not quite ready to, you know, go go all in with it yet. When they had to play Tua in that offense, they actually did a pretty good job against Tua and Hill and Waddle, I'd say. You know, they only scored twenty points in the opener, but you know, they still they still beat you. Uh when they had to play Lamar Jackson, Jackson put his thing down, flipped it and reversed it all over him. And uh, what else? Aaron Rodgers, you know, I mean, Rodgers is going to do that. Uh, and Justin Fields, who suddenly is this dynamic playmaker. It broke out against you. And uh, that's when that's when it really started to turn for him and when he started uh, going out there and being a productive quarterback week in and week out. It started with him. So, I don't know. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that they beaten. Trubisky, Goff, Brissett, Wilson, and uh, Ellinger. You know, like, I, those are the guys they've beaten. That's who this defense has beaten. I'm not, I they've putting up good numbers, sure, but haven't we seen this before? Haven't we seen this exact thing where they go out and beat up on lousy quarterbacks and lousy teams or teams with the quarterback's injured or whatever and, like, get all excited and then they have to play the real, they have to play the Buffaloes and the Josh Allens and everybody else at the end? The Vikings, who are a legit team this year? You know, the Bengals, who I'm not, don't think are great, but they're, You know, they're playing They're the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. And you got the Dolphins again. (laughs) All right, that's all. Uh, 617-779-7937, that's the phone number. We'll get to more of your phone calls. And when we come back, we'll talk with Mike Dussault, Patriots.com.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
2: You're listening to Christian Arcan on WEI. Inside his Heads. Heads is the call. Heads is the call.
1: It is heads.
3: You want to kick. We want to kick, away. To kick off. You want to receive. Way.
1: Which way do you want to receive? Where do you want to receive it? That way? Okay, just like this. New England wins a the toss. They elected to kick. We won. Don't we get to choose which way? You get, you elected to kick. That's your choice. Yeah.
0: Okay. The way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utterly bizarre.
1: But you know,
2: beginning of every game when the Patriots win a the toss, they always defer. So you think it's muscle memory? Well, it could be, but the other thing there is that Blakeman said, You want to kick before the Patriots said we want a kick. So he talked him into it, I think.
0: I think Slater was ready to change his mind. Blakeman said, you already said, That's you right. want a kick.
1: But I think Blakeman said, you want a kick first. The Jets. That's the last time the Jets beat the Patriots. It's Arkan here, Sports Radio, WEEI. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll get to your f- uh, phone calls in just a moment. Also, we'll talk with uh, Deuce from Patriots.com, Mike Ducelle. Uh, we'll be joining the show here in about uh, five minutes. Um, be good to talk to him. Uh, that was a funny moment. We all remember the look on Matthew Slater's face when uh, they said, okay, you're kicking, and, and where would you like to receive it? Jetson, he's like, wait, 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 wait. We, we get to decide, right? No, 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 you decided if you wanted to receive a kick. And uh, what usually – so for those who still are not uh, clear on what happened there, um, you usually defer – The other team decides if they want to kick or receive, and then you say, okay, I'm going to defend this, or I'm going to defend that uh, goal. And what they were trying to do there is they were trying to take the wind. So you can either decide to kick or receive, or you can decide to defend one uh, side or the other, but you can't do both. And Slater was trying to do both. He was trying to say, we want to kick and defend this, when instead he should have just said, we want to defend this goal, and then they can decide if they want to kick or receive. And then the Jets would have opted to receive, obviously, and that's the way it would have gone. Um, but that didn't happen because it just didn't happen. And that's the last time that the uh, Patriots lost to the Jets. The time before that was two years prior in 2013. And this was this was another weird overtime situation where uh, I think it was Chris Long got penalized for pushing. I forget who he pushed, but he pushed somebody into the uh, – into the gap, right? He pushed, like, a linebacker or someone into the gap to try and block a, I believe, Nick Folk uh, field goal attempt. Nick Folk was trying to kick, like, a 60-yarder or something, and Long pushed this guy into it, uh, into the scrum. And for the first time ever, I remember this, because it was the first time this penalty's ever been called. It was uh, unsportsmanlike Condy or something, but it was uh, the first time they ever called that penalty for someone doing that, for someone pushing a teammate into the, uh, into the line, which – It was ridiculous when it happened. But those are the only two times in the last, I don't know how many, that the Jets have beaten the Patriots, and we're going back a ways here. You know, this has not been a rivalry. This has been just a beatdown. It's been a yearly, year-in, year-out beatdown.
4: It was Chandler Jones. It was fourth and seven. It was a 56-yard 56-yarder, okay. And he moved it 15 yards closer.
1: And then Nick Folk, as he always does. Right down the middle. <laughs> Speaking of Nick Folk, Bill Belichick's press conference on Friday, did anyone notice this? It had a very odd start. The first question that anyone, and I don't know who it was, maybe it was Reese, I'm not sure, but so the first question anyone asked Bill was about the wind and the construction, and is the construction going to be a problem with the wind in the kicking game? And Bill's like, oh yeah, definitely. And I heard that, and I was like, what? And so I looked it up, and I'm like, Have they talked about this before? And it's true, they did. Back in August, Again, I don't remember which reporter it was, but someone asked Bill, hey, uh, with all this construction going on there and the lighthouse and everything, is that going to be a problem for you in the kicking game? And Bill was like, yeah, definitely. It definitely will be an issue. It's going to, you know, with the big opening there and the construction that they're doing, like the wind and all that, it's going to be a big problem. It's hot, it's cold, it's windy, it rains, it snows. Yeah, all that. But he did mention that, and that was the first question someone asked. I know it's going to be nasty weather tomorrow. I didn't know it was going to be windy. I knew it was going to be cold. But uh, I guess it'll also be very windy. So Bill's aware of that, and some may consider that building in a nice, easy excuse right away. But I, I don't, personally. Win, no win, doesn't matter. Nick Folk's going to hit that field goal. Nick Folk's not going to miss a field goal. You've been watching this team? Nick Folk is the baddest badass on the team, other than Judon, those two. I mean, those two are carrying this team. <laughs> Judon and, and Folk, and I guess Ramondre Stevenson, and a little bit Jacoby Myers. Those four are really carrying this team to the 5 and 4 record that they have right now. 617 779 7937 is the phone number. Before we get to uh, Deuce, let's talk to Steve in Fall River. Hello, Steve. How are you doing?
4: Unlike your other caller, I remember you when you started <laughs> on the radio station. I broke you in. That's right, Steve. Okay. In a long list of people, I broke in, including Tom Curran. There you go. On a previous station back in 01. You brought up Wilson and you brought up Mac Jones. Yep. His, and you brought up the other quarterback in the division in Buffalo. Josh, the, yeah, well,
1: there's another one too named Tua, but yes, I brought him up too.
4: You brought three guys up. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the three guys. Leave Tua alone. Sure. Wilson and uh, the guy in Buffalo, I'm, almost, I'm losing this game. They came into this league with problems in their head. And. They, did it, they made bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Wow. Allen's still making bad decisions. He's running guys over instead of sliding, throwing late interceptions. He'll, he'll get over that. Wilson, making you already talked about it. He got out of the tackle box. He can get away from people. He tries to throw it out of bounds. He doesn't throw it out of bounds. He'll see that on his stuff, and he can get over it. If his mind can match his physical skills, he'll, he'll ascend. That's not Mac Jones. What do we? Mac Jones is more like Tom Brady. Mac Jones had to work on his nutrition, try to get his arm strength a little better. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to have been ahead of them in decision making. You brought up confidence high level in Zach Wilson. I would have said that about Mac Jones after watching that playoff game last year, Because I thought he was the only one that came to play. You're
1: right about that, now, and Steve, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but I have to because we have a uh, guest that we got to get to, so I yeah, apologize, I Steve.
4: Rookies. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. I'll come back.
1: I apologize. I should, I should not have taken that call. I forgot Steve likes to spread his wings a little bit when he gets on the air, and I love that about him, but it's just now it was a bad time to do it. It's my fault. Uh, Steve, I put that on me. You know what, Steve? I'm not going anywhere. I'm here every Saturday, so you know we'll talk again. Don't worry about it. Uh, but right now we're talking to Deuce Mike Dussault of uh, Patriots.com, who joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Deuce, what's up, man? How you doing?
3: Hey, okay, I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I know you got big shoes to follow there after Steve from Fall River, but I think you can do it. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, we nice had- what he
3: was saying,
1: though. Yeah, we had. Yeah, well, he had. I'm sure he would have said a lot more if we'd let him go. But I know that you have things to do, so uh, we'll talk to you. <laughs> um, we'll uh, l- we'll start here with the uh, with the quarterback situation, and I think one that you and I b- remember talking about after that uh, after that Jets game, Wilson sort of very dismissively saying, "Yeah, we'll see them again in a couple of weeks." And I think at the time we all sort of just dismissed that as well. Wilson's just an arrogant jerk, but then. The week after that, they go out there and beat the Buffalo Bills. How much confidence is this Jets team bringing into this matchup, do you think?
3: Well, I, I was listening to you earlier in the show, and I, you, you brought up the point of, of he's really only thrown interceptions in, in two games. So I, I think that's a great point. Um, I think it's a huge key of, you know, how do the quarterbacks play, specifically relating to the two defenses. You know, what? which of the two defenses make it the hardest on, on the opposing quarterback? So um, I just it, it's a huge game tomorrow. You know, it feels almost like these games before the bye were just kind of prologue to the season. And now the season's really going to start. You're going to get a real sense, I think, of, you know, who this Patriots team is tomorrow.
1: Is the Patriots-Jets rivalry back? Uh, yeah,
3: I mean, I,
1: I guess you could pick out a
3: handful of games that have meant something over the last two decades, and this is probably <laughs> going to be one of them. So uh, I, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. I mean, if, if if Zach Wilson is throwing interceptions all over the place again, then uh, I guess not. But it's it's certainly... A great opportunity for the Jets. This is, you know, the biggest Jets game here probably since, uh, you know, the playoff game. Not, not that I want to bring that up. Back in 2010, uh, in the playoffs there, but uh, it, it's a big game, and and we'll see. I, I think this game is going to kind of define where the Patriots, uh, you know, kind of the floor of their season. What is what is that going to be? Is it uh, are they ready to make a playoff push and get over that last year bye week uh, thing where they came out got blown off the field by the Colts right out of the gate? Um, let's see if they can get a better start this year to the second half of the season.
4: Yeah,
1: and I think we all agree the elephant in the room is the offense, so let's ignore the elephant for just one more minute here because I want to talk about the defense. As good as they've been, Deuce, you look at the teams that they've beaten and the teams that they've lost to, in particular the quarterbacks, and I just can't help but get these awful memories of the boogeymen, and even last year that stretch that they went on. Why should we think that this team in this year is any different? When you see the defense going, you know, off against Sam Ellinger and Zach Wilson and uh, you know, uh, Trubisky and those guys, and then getting beat pretty badly by the Lamar Jacksons and the Aaron Rodgers of the world.
3: Yeah, and I mean, you look at the slate coming up too. I mean, you, yeah, you, look, their defense has been really. Sp- Strong, um, you know, statistically, once again here through that early part of the, of the nine-game start to the season. Um, but you look at the slate coming up. I mean, the Jets are the Jets, but right on the wings of that are coming up with Justin Jefferson Well, We'll see how healthy he is. But, you know, I mean, then, of course, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs. I mean, there's some real weapons. Hopkins in, in Arizona – I mean, they're coming down the pike right now with, with some real weapons that they're going to have to face, especially in the passing game. And I think tomorrow the Jets are going to are going to test their run defense, and, and that's been you know part of it. You look at that game last year against Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor running wild against those guys. Um, I think that's been kind of one of the lingering uh, weaknesses of this defense that that's let them down in, in some key times over the last few years. Is, is just that run defense, and I think you can hear it from the players too. They're acutely aware of what this game means, what they need to do uh, to get better, but I I think it's going to start up front trying to stop the run against the Jets and and putting the pressure on Zach.
1: On a smaller scale, can you believe in Matthew Judon for this whole year like we have been so far? I'd like to.
3: I mean, he's such a a, a breath of fresh air for that team. I mean, I I can't imagine where they would be on the field or off the field without Judon. I mean, he is just, he's an absolute riot every time he comes into the press, press room. I mean, he's just got a great energy about him, and you can see... Um, how the team kind of rallies around him. So um, that question goes hand-in-hand hand with, with the defense overall, as we've just said. Like, you know, if he can be able to pick it up. I mean, I think he had a one sack maybe down the stretch after his red hot start. So him, Dietrich Wise, all those guys, um, they have to continue to deliver. But, you know, the real tests are now like these are the games that they have to show up and they have to make game-changing
1: plays. All right. Let's get to the offense. I know it's uh, it's hard to talk about <laughs> this offense because there's not much to – Say That hasn't already been said about every other bad team in the league, every other bad quarterback. But, you know, you're you're talking about an offense that's functioned really well one time. And that was when the other quarterback was playing against Cleveland. I think that was another game that uh, you and I did together. And I just, you know, like it's hard to it's hard to as a fan and as a observer and analyst of this team to envision a scenario where Mac Jones suddenly busts out of this and and plays well, his, especially at home, his stats at home are, are dreadful. And I just, I sort of wonder, Deuce, is it possible, you know, is it possible for him to go out there, have a great game, win the fans back and, and turn this season around? Or are we past that point? I mean, we're, it's November.
3: Yeah. Well, he sure has the opportunity tomorrow. And I mean, I think this is a, a no easy task against this jet's defense, but You know, everything you're saying is right. I mean, going back to training camp, the offense, it's just they they make some big plays here and there. They make some big runs here and there. But it just hasn't been consistent. And, you know, I mean, I think the the first thing that you have to talk about is just the turnovers. And, you know, that that in of itself is just a non-starter for being able to not beat yourself first before you can learn to win. And I think that's just the huge key. They haven't had a game this year where they haven't turned the ball over. Um, Last year they had five of them. So, you know, it's just I think that's a big key. Everybody wants to talk about the offensive line, too. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a valid point. I mean, sometimes they're just not giving Mac enough time. It's all connected. It's hard to kind of, you know, every week it seems like on, on Patriots Unfiltered, we're slicing up the blame pie. And, all right, you get a piece, and this gets a piece. And, you know, the bottom line is they've had two weeks. Everybody, you know, i Stevenson said this week, I think everybody understands what our offense needs to do um they're saying all the right things they seem focused on this game bill even seemed a little you know a little bit more focused on friday than sometimes he he gets a little loosey uh you know when it gets into bill history uh football history time on friday press conferences he seemed focused um so it's uh it it, it's we'll see how it comes together they've had some time to prepare and i think they know it's at stake
1: we're talking with mike duceau patriots.com uh deuce pro football focus had the patriots offensive line uh, ranked sixth best in the NFL I don't know if you saw that um, what what <laughs> how do you how do you is there any way to get there oh that's um you know
3: that's a tough uh, that's a tough one. I you know I, I, I kind of come hot and cold with some of the PFF rankings. I do really appreciate the way they track positions and all that. Um, but I, you know the metrics I kind of like are Football Outsiders, um, which measures you know efficiency adjusted for the situation, adjusted for the opponent, um, and you know by those metrics they're they're well uh, near the bottom of the league. So um, I, I look. I, I think, think I like them get- a
1: little bit better too. Then if that's where they haven't because how can I mean how can an offensive line with Isaiah Wynn and Cole Strange on it be in the top six? Yeah. Well, I mean, Mac has
3: just been under duress and, and I think that's why it's hard to to really judge. And, and, you know, even Ramondre Stevenson, who's had, had an excellent season and, you know, continues to be, you know, one of the guys doing the heavy lifting uh, you know, he's having to dodge tackles in the backfield Uh, you know, what he's getting is yards after contact. So, uh, you know, you just, you, again, you hope that they have figured something out on the line. I don't know if they've rejiggered things at all, if they've flipped wind around or, you know, if strange is going to be back in there, but it feels great to have David Andrews back. That's kind of the big, uh, you know, he's like the white knight. Like, let's hope uh, that David Andrews can kind of settle everything down and, and get those guys because it's, it's a real tough front tomorrow against the Jets.
1: Is the Patriots offense deuce at a point where if they play tomorrow, let's say they play the Jets tomorrow and Mac has a great game and they lose, would that mm-hmm. be something that you and Patriots fan you think would be okay with?
3: Cool. That'd be a tough pill to swallow because it goes against the script right now, you know, and that's, uh, and right now the script is that the offense is is not going to be able to carry um, a a defense that I think people still have some trepidation about ever since, as you mentioned, 2019, the boogeyman, um, the last three seasons, they've gotten off to great starts. um, And down the end, they can't really uh, hold up. I, I mean, I, I think a lot is being asked of the defense right now, and, and they shouldn't have to, you know, do as much as I think we need. They need to at this point, which is, uh, let's face it, you know, force turnovers, even score points, and, and that includes the special teams. So, um, the offense has to has to step up, and you know, start by not turning the ball over and then finishing the red zone when you get the chance. And, uh, you know, maybe they can, they can find a stride here down the stretch.
1: What happened to the red side was talking about this earlier. Hunter Henry and Mac Jones was the best thing this offense did last year. They get to the red zone and you felt confident that Mac was going to find Henry and that they were going to score. And it seemed like there was a real connection and a real chemistry being built. I understand the offense is different, but shouldn't something like that have carried over a little bit this year? Like what happened there?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that that might be an issue to, to connect a little bit with just, you know, how much do these guys trust the offense right now? I mean, it doesn't yeah. really feel like Mac is anticipating windows in this offense right now like he was last year. And, you know, we talk about the red zone, I mean, we get into training camp and, you know, we're there watching every day. I mean, they spend the first, you know, good chunk of the first two weeks in the red zone. I mean, it's just everything is tight. It's condensed. You have to throw with anticipation when you're going to. So um, I think a lot of people, though, are looking to that production that Hunter Henry had last year and and wondering where it is. So, you know, that could definitely be a piece tomorrow that maybe emerges and and helps kind of give them some vital points that, that, you know, they're going to have to score when they get the chance.
1: All right. I don't know if this uh, breaks the laws of Patriots.com or not, but how about our prediction? (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, no.
3: Many many predictions are made during the week, but I try to stick to them. Um, oh, man, I think it's going to be another uh, another tough one. I mean, it's a, it's a division game. I, I got Patriots pulling it out 1917, but I really think it's going to be tight and points are going to be at a premium. Uh, everything you say about whichever team makes the less mistakes is the team that's going to win. I, I think that's the case. Hopefully the Patriots defense can get after Zach Wilson, you know, not kind of sit there and wait for him to make mistakes but force him to make mistakes and, you know, get, get some – finishing sacks you know last year like you said they had good pressure not quite um, enough sacks so hopefully they get after him and, and force those
1: continued mistakes deuce thanks so much for the time today i'd certainly appreciate it Thanks, RK. I'll Talk to you soon. All right. That is uh, Mike Dousseau, Patriots.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike That's D U S S A U L T 19. And uh, you can read his stuff and hear him at Patriots.com. Again, uh, Deuce, Mike Dussault. Great guy. Uh, thanks for uh, joining the show. All right. Here you go. 617 779 That 7. That is your phone number. We'll come back and uh, wrap things up. I got a couple of thoughts on the potential demise of Twitter. And also, there's an update on the guys who robbed the bank on Martha's Vineyard, which I am obsessed with like literally obsessed with this story. So we'll get to that next.
2: We are right back to it. It's Christian Arcand on WEI.
1: Sports Radio, WEI, it's Arcand here. A few more minutes left uh, before we hand it over to uh, BC football. Um, a couple of things. Is anyone else, I don't know if people listening now are, uh on Twitter like I am. I'm on Twitter, like, a lot. Uh, I know it's not great for me, but I'm on it a lot. And if you don't know, uh, Musk has fired so many people that there's only, like, 200 people left working. And all the people who've recently left are like, you know, there's not enough people there to keep the thing running. If something goes wrong, no one can fix it. So, Twitter, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I'm just sort of going by what these programmers are saying. You have... Two very loud voices on, uh, on Twitter right now. You have the, um, the people, and this is just in terms of, like, the future of the, of the app and if it's going to continue or survive or not. You have the people who just left who are all saying, I don't think this thing's going to hold up. And then you have, like, the Elon Musk defenders who just, no matter what, hey, he launched a rocket. Like, he, can, he knows what he's doing. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm sure. You know what? I was willing to believe that at the very beginning until that $8 for the verified badge thing came out then it was like okay this guy clearly doesn't know what he's doing that also lasted 2 days that was the dumbest idea i've ever heard in my life for 8 for the low low price of $8 first of all we're going to make this app profitable which what the hell are you talking for the low, about the low price of $8 you can lose billions of dollars to every other company on the face of the earth <laughs> come on and but, honor system guys don't abuse this and use it to make fake accounts of me and have you know make fun of me which everyone immediately started doing and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to ban all the people making fun of me. And then it's like they're now imitating companies and foreign leaders and all this other stuff, and stocks are getting messed with, and it's this whole thing. And he's like, all right, maybe this was a bad idea. And that is why I think he sucks at this. That's why I think no matter what he did with Tesla or what he did with any of the other stuff he's involved, SpaceX, all that, great. That doesn't mean he knows what to do with Twitter. The first idea he had with Twitter was the worst idea I've ever seen. Literally the worst idea I've ever seen. So I'm sorry, but... Every time I, like, refresh Twitter, I, like, cringe. I'm like, is this going to be it? Are we going to get – remember how when Twitter would be, like, overloaded, there was that picture of a whale and all the birds carrying the whale? <laughs> it was, like, too many tweets right now. We'll we'll get this fixed. Like, is that what it's going to be? Eventually I'm, I'm going to hit reload or I'm going to, you know, uh, swipe down and all of a sudden that's it. It's just that's it. You just get the whale and the birds. I feel like we're close to that. I feel like we're hovering on the brink of that. And I'll tell you what, that sucks. As someone who works in media, like that blows. I don't care about like my blue check mark or anything. You want to take that away, fine. I honestly could care less. But having Twitter, having that as like a resource, especially when I am on the air uh, or putting a show together, oh, it's been great. It's made my job in my life so much easier. Seeing all these reporters and breaking news and all the other things that you know are vital in radio. Just breaking up to the second news, you get it on Twitter all the time. Oh, it's great for doing radio. It's really, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how valuable it's been. Um, I, I don't go back long far enough to remember before, like, the Internet when people were, you know, doing radio off ticker tape. Like, you know, like that's. I feel like we're headed back towards that. We're headed back towards, you can hear the, you know, you hear Eddie Ambleman flipping the pages of the paper in the background. Like, that's, you know, that's where we're going to be going soon. And that freaks me out. i got to be honest with you. That's a, that's a weird thing to sort of just lose all of a sudden, you know. So thanks, Elon. Thanks for ruining Twitter. If that's what's happening, we'll see. But uh, if he ruins Twitter, that's going to piss me off. Like, no one asked you to spend $44 billion to come ruin this thing that we all use, you jerk. Like, stick to your rockets and your cars. What did you have to come ruin Twitter for? And the other thing I wanted to just touch on real quick, these people who robbed the bank on Martha's Vineyard, you seen this, Nick? Like, this story's amazing. These guys rolled into a Rockland Trust on Martha's Vineyard. Uh, They had guns and old man masks. And they rolled in the Rockland Trust, everybody on the ground, tied them up, robbed the bank, uh, stole one of the bank workers' cars, ditched it in the woods, and then disappeared. And no one knows where they are. It's like the town. It is. Uh, someone said, if we learn anything from the town, it's that all you got to do is get to the bridge. <laughs> you get to the bridge, you're home free. And you get to Florida. <laughs> you can go anywhere. Just cross that bridge, you're fine. Um, <laughs> they ditched the car out in, like, Edgartown, out in some nature reserve, and vanished. Now... Here's This is one thing that I, I read in the story in the Globe. Um, uh, the uh, police have said that they think it's very unlikely that uh, the suspects escape by plane. I wasn't even considering that they had escaped by plane. Uh, but Cape Air is the only commercial carrier that goes to Martha's Vineyard. Everyone's screened by the TSA. Private planes got to have big background checks and everything. So unless it was, you know, an unsanctioned, unscheduled flight, which I guess it could have been. Uh, they're saying it probably was they probably didn't fly out. Is it not obvious that they all hopped on like badass jet skis and took off back to, uh, you know, wherever they went? I mean, they're if still they, on the ferry. They could be at the Long Island. They could be in Long Island by now. You know, they could be in the Bahamas by now. If they had the bad at the ones that I'm envisioning, like super badass jet skis. Which, I mean, if you're pulling off a Super
3: villain jet skis.
1: bank robbery like this, you probably have some pretty cool jet skis waiting for you over by the dock. And uh, that's all the time I have. Uh, Nick LePan, great stuff. I want to say thanks again to Mike Dussault. Uh, Big deuce for joining me here on the program. We'll be back Monday with uh, Merlone Fourier, and Mego, and I'll be back next Saturday. I will talk to you then. BC football coming your way right now. I'm out of here. Bye, everybody.